This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is another Astros podcast. CJ Nikowski, the color analyst on television for the Texas Rangers, is my guest today. And a, a former Astros pitcher in 1998, CJ that was an unbelievable year for your team. It was. We'd like to think it was the best year until last year, until <laughs> this club finally went out and won the World Series. But it was a disappointing year, too. We won 102 games that year uh, at the old Astrodome. You know, Baggy Biz, the whole crew, Derek Bell, that crew was still together. Jose Lima was on that team as one of our starters. It was a lot of fun, and it was interesting to be on a team like that because it was fascinating to watch. That was the first team I was on that was a real winning team after spending a couple of years in Detroit, and we just seemed like we won every series. And it, a lot of times we lost the first game, and nobody ever panicked. It would seem like we win the next two pretty consistently. So it was a really good club. Larry Durker, of course, was the manager, and it got better as it went on. We pick up Randy Johnson at the deadline, but then it just unfortunately ended really poorly in the postseason as we got beat up pretty good by the Padres. It almost seemed like we didn't show up, so that was kind of a disappointment when it was all said and done. And then I got traded that next offseason back to Detroit, and so it was just you know one and done for me. We continued to live here for 10 years in the off-seasons, but it was a fun year. It was yeah. a really good team that expected to win all the time. Everybody always talked about Vigio and Bagwell and their leadership styles and the examples they set, mm-hmm. but they were very different, weren't they? Unbelievably different. It's yeah. always so interesting, right? You get around guys, I will use like the Trammell, Lou Whitaker yeah. example. Like I got to play with both of them, but they could not be more opposite, but they're linked together yeah. in history. I think they still have the record for most games played. Uh, by teammates, but you're right. Uh, you know, Baggy and Biz, definitely different guys. Uh, you know, it was so awesome about Baggy for me. I had to play like a year of service time in when I came over here, and he treated everybody the same. Not that Biz didn't, but it's just you felt like you were one of the guys around Baggy all the time. He was fun to hang out with. He was a great teammate. He was an unbelievable uh, talent. Biz was a little bit more all business, I guess, probably a better yeah. way to describe kind of how he went about it. And so you saw two great players, two Hall of Famers. Uh, that are connected together, but took it in uh, you know two different ways. What was it like at the trading deadline when you guys heard the big unit was coming here? So it was different, obviously, back then, right? There was internet, but not as much internet. There was no MLB <laughs> network, and so that was when the deadline was at midnight. Yeah. And so we're sitting. I remember I had my AOL open and kind of watching what was going on as much as you could, and you're watching uh, the clock. And I, I think I mean, we might have been in Pittsburgh. We were somewhere on the road, and 12 o'clock, 12.01, nothing. And it was deflation. And you're like, oh, did nothing happen, nothing happened. And you guys were in big need of a starter? We needed, you know, we had a good rotation, but we really probably lacked that. Shane Reynolds, Mike Hampton, Jose Lima, yeah. Sean Bergman, you know, those were the main starters that year. But we probably needed uh, one more legitimate ace to really kind of help us, you know, make a run in the postseason. And then, I can't remember, it might have been like by 12.15 that night that you heard it, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Are you? I mean, the excitement, the fact that Randy Johnson – uh, was coming was unbelievable and then he gets there and he goes on a, a ridiculous tear I mean it was just so much fun to watch um, he absolutely crushed her for those two months that he was here in the regular season and then even in the postseason he went head-to-head with Kevin Brown in that first game yeah. uh, in the division series and I think Kevin Brown struck out like 15 or yeah. 17 something whatever it was uh, in that game he ended up losing his playoff starts but 
Uh, it wasn't because uh, or lack of effort or performance. It was just we didn't support him at all offensively. But you got a real huge boost uh, when you walked in the clubhouse and you saw a future Hall of Famer uh, putting on your uniform. You remember what it was like when you guys finally lost in the playoffs? I mean, I mean that many wins and to come up short against the Padres. You remember? Was it just dead silent? It was pretty deflating. You know, the atmospheres were great. First out in San Diego, right at the old ballpark. Yeah. Um, I guess it was Qualcomm back then, or they changed names a couple Jack different. Jack Murphy, right? Yeah. And uh, 60 plus thousand people, Trevor Hoffman coming out of the God. bullpen. That was something pretty special to experience. Yeah. So that was probably the highest of the high. Uh, then to play, I think we had what, only one game back at the dome, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that was deflating uh, without a doubt. And it was. It's dead silence afterwards because you have that kind of year. The whole city's excited. It seems like now's the time. It's going to happen. And, uh, you know, we just got we got shut down. And Moises Alou on that team as well, another great character who had a great year. Um, the Padres did a good job of shutting our offense down. Last thing with C.J. Nikowski, you and I both got a chance to play with Jose Lima uh, with Detroit, but you played also with him over here. Yeah. You got your favorite story. I mean, he one of the uh, the nicest, most genuine per- people I've ever met. I think that was the greatest example. I played with him first in Detroit, then here, then Detroit again. Wow. So because we were in that same trade both times yeah. when we came over and then back. Uh, well, actually, no, I take that back. He wasn't in the second one. But, um, you know, the thing about him that always stuck out to me that I was always really jealous of in the beginning of his career, he could go out and he could do this. He was capable of having five terrible starts in a row because he threw a lot of strikes and a straight fastball, and he could give up some runs pretty quickly. Yeah. And then he would throw a great game, and he would act like he just won game seven of the World Series. <laughs> and I was so jealous of that because, you know, I beat myself. Well, I'd appreciate it, though, yeah. right? I mean, he, you know, it, it didn't matter. What happened yesterday happened yesterday. It was over. Yeah. And when he did something great, he was going to party, and he was going to celebrate, and he was going to have fun. You know, I ran across a bunch of old videos this past offseason yeah. of Jose Lima, the times we go out and play golf. And, you know, so from a baseball standpoint, a fun teammate off the field maybe even more fun he was really fun to play cards with yeah. because he would chase his money right if he lost uh, if he lost 50 bucks in the pot he was in the next hand no matter what even if he had terrible cards and we love that about him because he was basically giving money away and he had it to give away but i miss him terribly um yeah. he was such a fun teammate uh, such a great guy he taught you what life was really supposed to be about uh, have fun in all circumstances be yeah. a good person treat baseball fans uh, and everybody really well and uh, he was just an absolute blast CJ, thanks for catching up. You got it, Sparky. Back with more Astro Watch right after this. Mort working from the first base side of the rubber. Baseball is the only game you can see on the radio. Catch on the way. Round ball right side into the shift. To his left, Altuve has it in short right. Throws to first. And the Astros are 2017 World Series champions. See all the magic all summer long. Game seven on the road at Dodger Stadium. And the Astros prevail. World Series champions. Right here. We love our fans. We love the city. On the Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros General Manager Jeff Luno as we are every Sunday before the Astros take on the Texas Rangers uh, in Sunday night baseball. And a lot more of these nationally televised games now, Jeff, with the uh, Astros winning the World Series last year and people talking about this Astros team being a team to watch. Makes for some some late nights getting into Seattle, for instance, tomorrow. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good sign, and it's, it's what you want for your organization. I think it is. It's a sign that people want to watch the Astros. It's a fun team to watch. Obviously had success last few years, and we're playing well this year. So it's a uh, price you pay for being good. You play better teams, and you play a lot of night games and have to travel the next day. But I'm just fortunate we play in good weather because yep. six games canceled mm-hmm. today. Uh, obviously, we're not. We're going to play a beautiful game here tonight. You know what's fun to watch? Yulieski Gurriel. Oh boy, he's back in the lineup. It lengthened things out, but uh, just the presence for for whatever reason, he's just a cool guy. I think everybody loves him, and they give him 
maybe a little energy shot for this team. I think so, and it really does lengthen our lineup. We could feel it with him not there and having him back, getting a hit as a first at bat, and then that big homer last night. Too bad we couldn't win the game there, but uh, he's going to be a, a presence in the middle of that lineup and plays good first base, allows Marwin to move around, which gives other guys rest, so there's other uh, effects of having him back. You think Yuli might play a little bit of third base and shortstop this year? Is that the plan? Well, third base for sure. We know he's capable of that. We have too many guys. You know, Marwin and Bregman can both play short if uh, Correa needs a break, but I do think he'll get a little bit of third base, and, and that's a good thing. He'll give Bregman a breather here and there. And J.D. Davis was the one who went down for Gurriel, and he got off to a slow start. The big level wasn't playing a whole lot. He got to play all three of the games in Minnesota just before this series and went 5 for 10. And obviously you, you hate to see a guy go down when he's swinging the bat well, but the plus side is J.D. now knows he can have success at this level. I think that was huge for him to finish his tour of duty here this year, first tour of duty, with a success. And, and he played really well, and those were tough conditions, as you all can attest to. Uh, and so I think he's going to keep breaking down in triple a and be ready for his next opportunity what what do you want to see from him as he moves around plays different positions because obviously i think you guys think he can help the roster he can i, I saw much improved first base this year and that was good i think he we know he can play a little bit of third base if he could make himself serviceable in left field i think that gives us many more options the reality is we have a lot of guys in triple a that really could and should be playing in the big leagues that just block because we have a strong team right now you know, Tony Sipp going on the disabled list and uh, leads to an all-right-handed bullpen. But I know it's something A.J. Hinch has talked about. He likes his bullpen, likes the matchups, and probably easier to weather not having a lefty in the pen because you have guys like Chris Davinsky, like Will Harris, who are very good against left-handed hitters. I do think so. And with, with today's, the way pitching and hitting goes today, you really are focused on matchups. And there's a lot of times when a right-hander with a changeup is better than a lefty with a slider against a particular left-handed hitter. The challenge for us is that our division has a lot of lefties yeah. between Seattle and this team. And so we're going we're gonna to see a steady diet of really good left-handed hitters, and we're going to have to work to get those guys out. And we've seen that. I mean, it's come back to bite us here a couple times in the last few days. Even with the all right-handed bullpen and some success against lefties with some of these right-handers, is there is there a thought that, you know, even getting sit back and, and maybe trying to get another left-hander for the bullpen? Yeah, well, it'd be nice to get sit back and have him be the guy that can come in and face a Kepler or a Gallo in a critical situation where those guys can put the ball in the seats easily. And we saw that this last week. But it's also something that we're, we continually look at other left-handers out there to see if there's a better fit for us. And so far there hasn't been this year, but... As the year goes on, that the opportunity might present itself. Joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno as the Astros get set to take on the Texas Rangers. And, you know, you look at what has the rotation at AAA Fresno has done. Ken Emanuel pitched today. That game's still going on, I believe, against Reno. Emanuel out of the game now. Six scoreless innings, allowed just one hit. Armenteros yesterday gave up a run, struck out six in seven innings. Francis Martez pitched really well on Friday. Pretty much every day at AAA, you have a, a quality prospect starting on the mound for you. That's not something a lot of teams can say, particularly at the AAA level. We've really wanted to build up our starting pitching depth, and Trent Thornton's another guy down there, and we like having these guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 